If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. Hello, this is Leila Cobo. And I'm Grisela Flores. And you're listening to Latin Connection, Billboard's weekly podcast. And we're both in LA today. Yes, for a change, since we're always <laughs> doing this bicoastally. And we're both in LA because last night were the Latin American Music Awards, and we're here to celebrate some of the new music that won last night. Yes, it was the second edition, um, and it was very exciting. We have tons of new winners, uh, the new best new artist winners. Uh, we have a lot of new names like CNCO. They're doing great, Leila. They really are. And CNCO, I gotta say, I was very skeptical about CNCO because they are the product of La Banda, which is uh, a reality show that looked for a new boy group. And this was on Univision. And so all these things, boy group, reality show, it makes you think that it's not going to be something worthwhile. And actually... This little group has done really well at all levels, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, their first album, their debut album, reached number one uh, on Billboard, on the charts. And their single is also doing very well. And now they win uh, Best New Artist for pop rock genre. Yes, and I think it'd be great if we could listen to a little bit of them. Because each of them, I, I interviewed them a couple weeks ago. And they were saying that they think that part of the, their success is not just because each of them comes from a different country, but each of them has a very distinct style. Some of them, one of them specializes more in R&B, another one is more pop, another one is more rap. And this does come through in their music. Yeah, so all their fans can relate definitely to, to a story. And why don't we listen to Quisiera? Perfect. So that song is part of their album Primera Cita. And another winner uh, is Adriel Favela, who won Best New Artist for Regional. Oh, and... and Your voice is just softening because I know you're a big fan of Adriel Favela. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Adriel him? Adriel Favela is so charming. Um, he is the new generation of Mexican regional. 
I remember we interviewed him once and he was like all blinged out with Versace <laughs> and just super fat, like a fashionista. And he has his, his album, Tome Nota, um, also reached the charts and Billboard. And he's just, you know, he's he's just doing really great with his music. I, I love his music. I, mean, I think he's he's a good face, a good new face for the Mexican regional um, genre. We should hear just a little bit of him. Yeah, why don't we listen to La Corriente? Okay, perfect. The reggaeton best new artist winner was Jacob Forever. And Jacob Forever, um, I spoke with him a few weeks ago, and uh, he is—he has a great story as well. He—he um, he was part of Gente de Zona mm-hmm. for a long time, for quite a bit actually, for almost ten years. Jacob Forever is thirty-three years old, mm. so he is coming up now as a best new artist because he's never charted in the U.S. because he was in Cuba. Okay. And, uh, and now with the breakdown of the embargo and all of that, he, you know, he's, he's becoming known here. And his big, big hit was the song called Hasta Que Se Seque El Malecón. It was one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> and, and this track became a YouTube phenomena. It got picked up by, by radio here. We should hear at least just the chorus, which is so very catchy. And, and Jacob Forever is suddenly, you know... <laughs> He actually, um, it was a couple of weeks ago that he sang that, that song with uh, Randy from Gente de Zona. Yes, they met the up in... Yeah. in um, at a in, Miami night, nightclub. At a Miami. Miami nightclub. And and Jacob Forever, um, well, now I, I guess he's getting more used to it, but this is new to him, this newfound fame and this, this he's making money finally. <laughs> and... Uh, and he told me that he has tattooed in his arm the lyrics to Hasta Que Se Seque El Malecón. Oh because it means, you know, it's a song about, you know, I'm going to keep trying and keep uh, going after it. Hasta Que Se Seque El Malecón, oh which God, means till the, til the malecón dries up. So so he's very motivated and, and really it, it makes me happy. I love that. I love that. Why don't we listen to Hasta Que Se Seque El Malecón? Hasta Que Se Seque El Malecón. And then finally, the best new artist for Tropical is Pirulo y la Tribu. And Pirulo y la Tribu, I don't know if you've heard them. I, to be honest, I have never heard of them they have this great sound uh and they're this big band from puerto rico and the singer is this big guy (laughs) (laughs) and uh and they do it's it's kind of like a tropical rap i would say it's kind of a mix of like reggaeton and tropical and they have they use brass and it's it's a heavy sound I, I like it a lot. It's it's very catchy and uh, and again, this is not a, a young young guy. This uh-huh. is a very seasoned musician. Oh wow! And uh, but 
finally was able to put together a group and and get together a sound and and check it out they're getting their big break now yeah so why don't we listen to one of the songs that I, i'm actually really intrigued to listen to them now why don't we listen to loco pero feliz perfect Speaking of Puerto Ricans, uh, Jennifer Lopez, she's gonna, do, uh, she will be releasing a new Spanish album in 2017, so next year. Next year, and this is huge news, because we always think of Jennifer as doing stuff in Spanish because she does. She does, yeah. Regularly, she puts out singles, but it turns out that she hasn't done a full-fledged Spanish language album in since 2007. Yeah. So it's going to be a full decade, and the big news is that She has teamed up with Mark Anthony, professionally only, <laughs> and he's going to be the executive producer of her album. Wow. And, and I just think that that's such a cool thing. Because, It is very cool. Yeah, the fact that they're able to work together, have a great working relationship, and uh, just says a lot. So he was co-producer on her last one, correct? In yes. In 2007, which was Como Ama Una Mujer. And Como Ama Una Mujer did very well. Um, it um, it was the highest debut in ever in, in our Latin charts. And then Romeo Santos came as a soloist and, and sold more. But until he came along, she had the highest debut with that album. So there's a lot of expectation about this album. She's doing uh, several duets that they don't want to share yet. But um, I'm going to guess that she's going to do at least one song with Mark. I hope so. Um, actually, I, I was looking at Facebook and Roberto Carlos announced his duet with her. Oh, he did? He did. Okay, so he yes, that is... He took to Facebook to, to announce it. And um, yeah, that that's very exciting. Yes, that's very big. And it just kind of shows the range of the album. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who else is going to be in it yet. But if she's going to do something with Roberto Carlos mm -hmm. who's Brazil's biggest star and then she's probably going to do something with Mark and and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of in between so I I mean it's it's an album that fans are going to look forward to you know what I, I'd really love to see is her do a duet with another woman with a, a Latin woman well, Latin Griselda. singer I think it's cool that you put that out there let's <laughs> see what they say <laughs> That would be cool. It would be very cool. Yeah. Well, let's see. Why you not? should you should pitch that. I'm gonna pitch it. Okay. I'll reach out to her. <laughs> <laughs> And listen, talking of duets, you actually have a great interview this week I with do. someone who did an MTV unplugged, and I'm gonna let you talk all about it. It is in Spanish, this interview, but but tell us. Okay, so Miguel Bosé, Spanish singer, he's one of my favorites, you know, Nena, eh, just beautiful songs that He has a career, a 40-year career, you know. It's it's amazing. He, We were able to see in a, in a private screening here in L.A. Um, just a couple of performances from The Unplugged that was recorded in Mexico City. And it wasn't the first time that MTV approached him to do uh, an Unplugged. Actually, I think the first offer was in 1993 and then again in 2004. And then it wasn't until 2012 when he recorded with Pepe Aguilar, who did his MTV Unplugged, that he actually said, you know what, 
I'm going to take it. And um, he said it. It was now or never that I had to do this MTV Unplugged. And I love that he said, you know, it was tough because I don't think my music has that acoustic style. You know, mm -hmm. my music is more of computers and and just a unique sound that I didn't think a lot of my songs would fit. I agree. You would not think that you know, at first blush, you wouldn't think. But you have, once you listen to them, you're like, these songs were made for that as well. <laughs> They're beautifully made. You, they have um, Fonseca. Uh, Fonseca participated. He sings Bamboo. Mm -hmm. eh, Juanes is there. Uh, Marco Antonio Solis. I think that was one of my favorites, just to see two great artists together on stage. That was very emotional. Um, Jimena Sariñana is also on there. Natalia Laforcade. So it's uh, it actually dropped today. So it's mm -hmm. available today. Um, uh, MTV Unplugged de Miguel Bosé. Uh, so definitely check it out. I recommend it so much. And I was able to speak to him and you know some of the creative vision that he had for it why how he chose these artists to to collaborate with him and how the process of picking his songs um came about so it's a really it's a fun interview it is in spanish um but i really wanted to share it with you guys well i think that with miguel bose we have to make an exception yeah. he's he's uh such a legendary star and With such a rich history and background, and uh, uh, you know, his his mom was Lucia Bosé, mm -hmm. and his dad was uh, Dominguin, and he, I don't know, I, I guess his godfather is Pablo Picasso. Picasso, or, you know, <laughs> like, so I, I think what he has to say is always worthwhile listening to. Yeah, so why don't we? Uh, we'll leave you guys with that, with the interview with Miguel Bosé. And, oh, Leila, I love that you were here in L.A. Well, likewise. <laughs> it was fun to be at the, at the Latin AMAs, and we'll soon be at the Latin Grammys. But let's see what Miguel Bosé has to say. For sure. We'll see you guys next week here at the Latin Connection Podcast. And if Jennifer Lopez decides to record a song <laughs> with a Latina artist, you know where the idea came from. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. Bueno, Miguel, pues muchísimas felicidades. Lo que vi... Pues ya que picadísimo, como decimos en México, y ya lo quiero ver eh, completo. Platícanos un poco de cómo nace esta idea. Eh, escuché que habías dicho cuando estabas presentando que pues que no era algo que, que habías pensado anteriormente de hacer a ver, un disco la, la primera vez que me proponen hacer un MTV fue en el 93, cuando publiqué un álbum que se llamaba Bajo el signo de Caín. ¿vale? No se pudo agendar. Luego, 2004, Sereno, no se pudo agendar. Y ya hace dos años, eh, bueno, realmente la, me lo volvieron a proponer, está haciendo parte del de MTV de Pepe Aguilar. La gente, el equipo de MTV, me dijo, cuando quieras, hacemos eh, un MTV Unplugged. Y entonces, bueno, ya decidí que ya era hora y me daba miedo, tenía mucho temor, porque mi producción, mi sonido no es acústico, es eh, computadoras e informática. Claro. Entonces, eh, tenía mucho reparo, pero el espectáculo ha sido, el resultado ha sido espectacular. Y cuando, eh, en cuanto a elegir las canciones que, que van a ser parte de esto, ¿cómo fue ese proceso? Había unas canciones que sí o sí tenían que estar otras canciones que determinados invitados habían escogido y que traían, y luego unas canciones que se 
sometieron a una votación para ver, eh, digamos, las preferencias, ¿no? Complicado, porque tengo 40 años de carrera y muchísimos números unos. Claro. Entonces había que encontrar un equilibrio eh, justo a todo eso. Hacía falta poner alguna canción inédita, dos hay, y luego alguna canción que a nivel acústico pudiese brillar mucho y que a lo mejor no fuese tan conocida. Ok. Y en cuanto a, a también a escoger a los artistas que fuesen a participar contigo, que tienes a Juanes, a Fonseca, elegir, o sea, escogerlos a ellos y también decirles cuáles canciones van a interpretar. ¿Ellos las escogieron o tú? Algunos las... sí, otros dijeron proponme. La que Claro, yo les propuse y ellos eligieron. ¿Y cómo fue eso de tú personalmente los invitaste? ¿Cómo surge esa de que Juanes participa, Fonseca? Hay que ver primero cuáles están disponibles, y eso es algo que se ocupa mi, mi management, se ven, ah, oye, el artista va a estar libre en esta época, porque muchos tienen fechas firmadas, conciertos, grabaciones, vacaciones con la familia, entonces había muchos de los cuales ya sabíamos que no iban a estar disponibles, y entre los que están disponibles, pues hubo un acercamiento y... Los que al final pudieron estar, están, ahí están. Son amigos todos ellos. Claro. Yo no trabajo, no, no dueto con personas con las que no tengo una amistad, porque la química después, eh, durante la canción, sucede de forma espectacular. Cuando hay química que no, cuando no. Y ahí está, ahí se dio. ¿Y tu próxima gira va a incluir algún Una parte acústico. acústica, sí, 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 obviamente. Claro. Eh, y también eh, me encantó, bueno, la producción, todo se veía increíble. ¿Qué tanto eh, input eh, creativo pudiste tener tú en nada, esta producción? Nada, nada. No te lo vas a creer, ya lo sé. No es cierto. Pero nada. Ya lo sé porque además yo hago mis espectáculos. Claro, sí. En directo los dirijo, los construyo, etcétera, etcétera. Nada. Dicen nada. Dejé... Pero quedó increíble. Sí, es una nueva etapa de mi vida. Estoy intentando, pues delegué las cosas en mis equipos, que son fantásticos. El equipo de MTV, que está altísimamente cualificado. Mi oficina de management, obviamente, con un equipo fantástico también. La casa discográfica. En fin, ahí había mucha gente. Yo trabajé simplemente la, la, la parte musical claro. con mi productor. Eso sí, pero el resto no. Wow. Porque tampoco tengo experiencia en, en algo en, las, en lo televisivo, okay. que es otro sí. mundo. ¿Sabes? En televisión hay cosas que se pueden hacer, otras uh -huh. que no, y otras que de repente parece que no son nada, pero que retratan de forma impresionante. La iluminación tiene que ser otra cosa, otra historia. Entonces decidí no meterme. Hay una canción en particular que dices, o sea, tienes un estilo muy único que cuando la escuchaste en, una, en esa versión acústica que dijiste, wow, o sea, ¿cómo quedó esta canción? Me encantó. Muchas. Te podría nombrar Bambú, Ay, sí, te podría Fonseca. nombrar con Fonseca, te podría nombrar nada particular, Gulliver con Natalia, eh, con Natalia eh, y luego Te Amaré, que creo que es la mejor versión de Te Amaré que he hecho en mi vida, 
no hay ni un corazón que valga la pena con Pablo Alborán, también es, ha crecido y ha ganado muchísimo. Claro. Y quedó un artista con el que te quedaste con las ganas de, de hacer un dueto en esto. Sí. Varios. Muchos. <risa> Pero no te los voy a decir. ¿Por qué? <risa> Porque me parece una descortesía ante las cámaras decirlo. <risa> bueno, pues muchísimas felicidades. Gracias a ti. Estoy muy emocionada ya de verlo completo. Te va a encantar. Sí. Lo vas a gozar sí, sí, y sobre todo que es una cosa única para los fans, desde luego, para el público. Porque es una aventura... Es una experiencia total. O sea... Es como para mí, es como ir a Groenlandia. <risa> sí, sí, una cosa así, extraña. Sí, no, y qué padre que sea algo muy visual, que tú eres una persona que, que merece esto. Muchas sí. gracias. Sí, 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 Hasta tu pronto. música. Gracias. Sí, a ti. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.